We cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. And I think it is right that we have well-funded, well-organized intelligence services to help keep us safe. This country has the capability and partnerships to protect its citizens against the full range of threats in the 21st century. Surveillance will continue. Power, 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 power. has a price. States is twofold. As I've stated, it's one to make sure that we destabilize Syria. What goal for the United States is destabilize Syria. What goal for the United States is destabilize Syria. Destabilize Syria. Destabilize Syria. Destabilize Syria. Destabilize. 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 Hello. What? Hello. Yo, it's me. Midget. What? What? You got some set of balls calling me. What's the matter? You don't answer a motherfucking page? You got nothing to talk about. Oh, I think we do, don't you? Straighten out all this shit once and for all? Johnny, I know. I know. And you're dead. Fuck that. It's a promise. No matter where you go. No matter what you do, I'm gonna hunt you down. I'm gonna hunt you down, and then I'm gonna slit your throat. And then I'm gonna cut you open, and then I'm gonna eat your motherfucking heart! Watch the watcher, record the recorder, it's just text and balances, a new world order, you gotta watch the watcher, record the recorder, it's just text and balances, a new world order, you gotta watch the watcher, record the recorder, it's just text and balances, a new world order, you gotta watch the watcher, record the recorder, it's just text and balances, a new world order, watch it's that fool from Stockton that walked it Already straight, getting it poppin' Always got a concoction in his right hand If you want a fucking production, you got the right man And I be running the option Always quarterbacking and flossing Pulling them girls like Rosario Dawson They're like, oh my god Why can't we fucking stop them Putting in work ever since I fucking clocked in And now I'm the one doing the viewing We keep doing and moving the views And for this music that you're using And if I got your ear, you're already losing You get confused with all these lyrical contusions It's a war, better run for the border A new world order is running the recorder And it's over if he ain't sober Cause the people are gonna watch him over and over Watch the watcher, record the recorder It's just checks and balances A new world order, you gotta Watch the watcher, record the recorder It's just checks and balances A new world order, you gotta Watch the watcher, record the recorder It's just checks and balances A new world order, you gotta Watch the watcher, record the recorder It's just checks and balances A new world order, you gotta I rap from the top, 
soldiers who survive hunger and famine Psychological damage, kids forced to kill their families Honestly, real niggas don't focus on rumors But the social and economic issues affecting humans Extrapolate, grapple that with how I back weight Sold on black tops with gravel for fucking fast pay Some need fast aid in what may be last days That motherfucking bailout didn't slowly cascade Humble with shots, no ligaments, pop and break Where it's legitimate to profit off incarceration Locking up my wide out here for their brown idea And all the things niggas try to get their money right out here you gotta watch the watch and record the recorder It's just checks and balances, a new order You gotta watch the watch and record the recorder It's just checks and balances, a new order You gotta watch the watch and record the recorder Checks and balances, a new order. Order you gotta watch the watch and record the recorder. Which just checks and balances, a new order. Order you gotta. The time is now. It's a new order. Big brother looking over your shoulder, watching you rock, listening to you talk. Time in every second, staring at the clock. Who's taking it back? The city is ours, off the leash, I'm a beast Watch me devour, I'ma murder you cowards Bury you with the flowers, then celebrate popping bottles Taking champagne showers, meet the new regime It's the top shelf team, cream of the crop Keep the highlights steam, we just things the music Flow so fluid, kings of the new world Come get recruited, we watching you Every move that you make, you trapped in a liberty You can't escape Styles to the rescue, grab mask and cake. Top show productions, good music we make. Gotta watch the watch and record the recorder. It's just checks and balances, a new world order. You gotta watch the watch and record the recorder. It's just checks and balances, a new world order. You gotta watch the watch and record the recorder. It's just checks and balances, a new world order. You gotta watch the watch and record the recorder. It's just checks and balances, a new world order. Furthermore, the majority of Americans think the president made the right call to strike Syria. It all sounds good, but on the horizon are some crucial decisions facing the president with the future of world peace and security in the balance. In the wake of the missile strike on Syria, the administration maintains a position congressional approval was not needed. I think Article 2 of the Constitution is pretty clear that when it's in the national interest of the country, the president has the full authority to act. Um, he did that. Uh, he and his team spoke extensively to congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle um, that night to describe the action that's being taken forward. Um, so I, I think we have fully fulfilled every obligation, but the power vested in Article 2 is very clear with the president's ability to act. Some Americans are asking tonight how far can the president go before being forced to seek congressional approval? The war on terror has drawn new guidelines for the commander-in-chief. Earlier today, I spoke with former Congressman Jim Moran of Virginia. Congressman, when does the president have to go to Congress and get approval to take more military action, or does he? If the president decides that this airstrike was not a one-off, but in fact is going to be uh, continued, uh, and escalated in a confrontation with Syria, 
then he will have to go to the Congress and get authorization for the use of military force. But it's up to the president. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of voices out of Capitol Hill right now that are telling the president to do that. No, but the Constitution does. Uh, the president, uh, I, I think, uh, would be persuaded uh, by uh, people in his cabinet and particularly the Republican leaders in the Congress that if you want to escalate this confrontation with Syria, then you really need an authorization for the use of military force. So that was the conclusion that President Obama reached in 2013. Uh, he would have been denied that authorization, but I think that uh, President Trump would probably be given that authorization for the use of military force in Syria if he were to seek it from the Congress today. What about North Korea? We've got a carrier group steaming to the shores just off North Korea. Almost looks like we're setting up for a strike. Do you think the president would be able to do that without any consent of Congress? I do because uh, it, uh, the actions of Kim Jong-un are so erratic uh, that uh, there may be the need to act uh, kind of extemporaneously on the part of the president. Um, uh, you, you don't know what he's going to do, but we do know that North Korea continues to improve its capacity uh, to send uh, missiles to uh, uh, to um, uh, other democratic republics, and that we think their ultimate objective is to reach the Pacific coast of the United States. So uh, people in foreign affairs and in the defense establishment are aware of that. If Kim Jong-un was to uh, take actions that might indicate that was a possibility, uh, then I think the president would probably uh, act uh, pretty quickly, and uh, I think the Congress would support him in that as well. Whatever happened to the War Powers Act? Uh, isn't Congress supposed to debate these kinds of things? The Congress is also supposed to fund the government, uh, and it has done neither. Uh, the, the Congress has two responsibilities and authorities. One is the power of the purse, which it has abdicated at least for the last seven years. And the second is to declare war, which it has also abdicated. Uh, it, it, collectively, as a body, uh, the, the Congress has shirked both responsibilities. Uh, and I, I was there. I could see that when President Obama asked for that authority to respond to uh, uh, Mr. Assad's uh, chemical attacks in, back in 2013, 80 uh, percent of the Congress would have been opposed to it. Now, politics being what it is, I suspect those numbers might, uh, might be quite different today, that it would be approved. What we're seeing then is that because of this fight on terrorism and the global threat, it seems like the guidelines have been changed for acceptance uh, for the president to go use military force. And some of that is policy, as you suggest, but a lot of it is politics as well. Uh, I, I think that the Republican Party would support uh, President Trump if he wanted to use military force. Uh, even though they uh, would not support President Obama in his uh, attempt to seek authorization. 
I don't know that the president, that President Trump would seek that authorization. I think most of the members of Congress would tell him he should, and I think that uh, Secretary Mattis and National Security Council Director uh, McMaster would uh, suggest that he do the same. Probably Tillerson as well, for that matter. Cecil Rhodes, when he died, left his great fortune not to his family, not to his heirs, but for the creation of a secret society. And we know about this because uh, there were some people very intimately involved with this organization who wrote about it. One of the best authors on this topic is Professor Carol Quigley. He wrote several books, and um, Tragedy and Hope is the best known of his. He described in detail the secret organization created by Cecil Rhodes, and he explains in these books he knows about them because he was invited by the organization uh, into its uh, inner circle. He was never a member of it, but he was invited in as their historian, and he was allowed to see their secret records and papers and study them for several years. And he knew all the important players, and he understood what it was about, and so he wrote these books. It's an amazing thing because he laid out in great detail what the purpose of the organization was and uh, how they were the major players in all of the, of the big international events since and including World War I. The bottom line is that you take the roots of that organization and you find out that they created in all of the British dependencies um, what they call roundtable groups. And uh, then around those little roundtable groups they created front groups. And the purpose of these front groups and roundtable groups was to penetrate into the governments of all of these different uh, countries, to penetrate into the media centers, to penetrate into the educational systems. In other words, to penetrate into the social fabric, the power centers of society, and literally take them over from the inside without anybody being aware that they were controlling influence. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea. A new world order. Where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. Bush said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world And instead, it looks like we got a lot of disorder. And that's why I wanted to speak to you today about the new world taking shape around us, about the prospects for a new world order in the coming weeks, I'll be talking in some detail about the possibility of a new world order emerging after the Cold War. But today, I want to discuss another aspect of that order. You see, as the Cold War drew to an end, we saw the possibilities of a new order in which nations work together. It refers to new ways of working with other nations to deter aggression. And to achieve stability. As old threats recede, new threats emerge. The quest for the new world order is in part a challenge to keep the dangers of disorder at bay. We must build on the successes of Desert Storm to give new shape and momentum to this new world order. Only when this transformation is complete will we be able to take full measure of the opportunities presented 
by this new and involving world order. The new world order really is a tool for addressing a new world of possibilities. This order gains its mission and shape not just from shared interests, but from shared ideals. We know that sometimes, on both sides of the Atlantic, we have drifted apart and forgotten our shared destiny. Yes, there have been differences between America and Europe. No doubt there will be differences in the future. But the burdens of global citizenship continue to bind us together. A change of leadership in Washington will not lift this burden. In this new century, Americans and Europeans alike will be required to do more, not less. Partnership and cooperation among nations is not a choice. It is the only way. The one way to protect our common security and advance our common humanity. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. This is our land. Oceania. These are our people. The workers, the strivers, the builders. These are our people. The builders of our world. Struggling, fighting, leading, dying. On the streets of our cities and on the far flung battlefields. Fighting against the mutilation of our hopes and dreams.
Welcome to Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. It is Wednesday, the 12th of April, 2017, and World War III is upon us. Um, clips included the Sean Spicer press conference, which those have been going so great lately where he accidentally let slip the New World Order plan to destabilize Syria. Another one from Russia Today, in which Jim Moran explains to Ed Schultz how... The president can skirt the will of Congress, essentially because Congress has been not doing what the president wants for a long time. They've abdicated certain responsibilities. Um, it's, it should be very obvious to everybody who listens to this program and to anybody who listens to any truly alternative media that the agenda of the executive branch and the corporate ties that come with that don't give a fuck about seeking the approval of the people. I mean, assuming you could even find that in Congress, which you can't. They don't care. The music played was The War on Terror by Disco Kings. The second song was Steve Stiles' New World Order. And the third song was the SNGZ, Thunderclap. Recommend checking all of them out. But what should be really clear now is that we don't live in a society monitored and controlled by people who give a rat's ass about the will of the people. You know, were I of a different mind, I might give them the grace and generosity to assume that they were doing it for our own good, at least as far as they were concerned, but I can't even see it that way. Because, like I've been saying, it's all about establishing global footholds when there's a conflict like this. So, when I hear Sean Spicer accidentally let it slip that the goal is to destabilize Syria, yeah, you know, he corrected it not too long afterward. Like, he corrects a lot of things, like his Holocaust Center remarks, which, to me, that's, that old thing can just be used as another distraction. Everybody's screaming for him to lose his job, and you know he fucking won't. And I know it's a verbal slip. I'm not gonna be intellectually dishonest and say that he meant to reveal the New World Order plan for the world. But he did. Um... Just like so many other people have unveiled that plan, 
many, many, many people have, have come out of the woodwork at one point or another and said that the plan is global dominance. And you can't have global dominance without unseating local centers of dominance in the places of the globe that don't have your center of power as the main center of power. You need to destabilize regions before you can claim to bring them stability. So, yeah, he wasn't being completely authentic, but what he said was true. The goal is, and always has been, to destabilize Syria. Now, whether or not Assad is in on this, whether or not Assad actually gassed his people, none of the info is out on that. But that's precisely what it is. The U.S. government has been positioning troops in and near Syria for a very long time now, and there's been constant posturing for Syria since Obama's redline comments. And it's never made the region more stable, at least as far as public knowledge goes. You know, maybe, maybe if I got my hands on the documents and I could see the, the secret communications between people before they got scrubbed, sanitized, and reject, redacted in general, I could make a better statement on that. But, you know, I think if I got those documents, the only thing I'd find is that. I'd find long trails of people who are all financially connected to the multinational corporations, the ones that really control the way things work, the ones that are really connected with the people who got Donald Trump in. Because, remember, 0.10% um, of the population that could have voted for Donald Trump voted for Hillary over what voted for Trump. Hillary was 25.6, Trump was 25.5. And of course, you know, for the anarchist argument, the rest of the populace d either didn't vote or voted for third-party candidates or Mickey Mouse or some shit like that. But in terms of presidents picked, um, you know, because nobody for president actually won, in terms of presidents picked, Hillary Clinton won at least in terms of the popular vote. But the popular vote doesn't mean shit. The will of the people doesn't mean shit. That's why they can go over Congress uh, and say, yeah, you know what, we're going to incite possible global conflict that's going to involve drafting, you know, sons and now daughters, possibly. Um, because we don't care about you. We, we don't care about even the public display of the will of the people. It's Congress is there as a pacifier. It's there so that people like Rand Paul can filibuster for a while, um, and people like Ted Cruz can get a name for themselves even though they'll never be president. And it's there so that people can like think that there's some hope that maybe their voice has an impact on politics. And that it's not about global politics. And it's not about, you know, corporations and connections and conspiracies. 
As long as Bernie Sanders can go up there and scream about how something has to change while he's trying to straighten his comb over, um, we can we can expect people to remain silent, to remain generally okay with the way the system runs, with the way the system has always worked. Because they think that they have possible representation. They don't. Congress doesn't care about you um, in, in, in the ways that you want them to. And even if they did, the executive branch could just override them because of, you know, Article 2 or whatever is the latest horseshit explanation for overriding the will of the people. And, you know, even if they did uh, operate in, in the, the, quote, will of the people, it's still only a majority of voters that they would be acting in the interest of. I mean, it, the majority of possible voters didn't vote for anybody. The system doesn't represent the majority of the U.S. citizens that are here. You know, dead voters, voter fraud, rigging, whatever. The U.S. doesn't care for that. You know, it's it's not about it's not about doing what the people want, and it never has been. It's about doing what enough of the people want that you can still get your fucking puppet in. You want somebody if if you're a ruler, but you want to rule the most effectively. You need to rule from the background. You need to rule from behind. You don't. You don't rule people um, effectively by putting the figurehead for all that rulership in a very, very public place. You have a public face, and he acts as a smiling gladhander for all of these big banks and businesses so that people can think everything is just running that way. But you know you run things in the background. That's how, that's how you operate if you're an efficient ruler. At least in the modern day. Before, back when, you know, carrier pigeons were the things that carried messages. And, you know, you had to go deliver shit by horseback. Back before there was a printing press that made newspapers. Back before there was Blackberries and Androids and iPhones. Back before people had the world at their fingertips. They would have been more able to get away with just having that public face be the ruler. But now, now that the information is so easily gathered, now that people feel enlightened even though they aren't, um, which shout out to the Foamy Squirrel YouTube for making a video against saying you're woke because you ain't. Um, if you can get people to think that there's a president that's actually in control of anything. The most powerful man in the world. Or woman, if we can ever smash the patriarchy. Because nothing smashes an archical system better than th an opposite sort of arc. <laughs> um, they use this sort of propaganda. They use, they use the most powerful man in the world. So that you never look for more powerful men. It's sort of like fucking Alcoholics Anonymous saying, you know, you need a higher power if you're going to stop drinking. It's not about just self-control. It's not about finding ways to be 
the master of your own fate. It's about finding a higher power that can do it for you. You know? Or like those homosexual re-education camps where they say, pray the gay away or we'll shock you. It's all a control system. And it's all based on a loose um, adaptation or possibly even a more rigid one. I'm, I'm starting to, uh, to, to look more specifically into that of the Wolfowitz Doctrine, which is the idea that essentially the U.S. is supreme, it should be a superpower, you know, emphasize uh, the, the, the threat of, like, Russian, Russian aggression, have your centers of power everywhere, but put the U.S. first, have the U.S. be universally the, 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 the most powerful country and institution in the world. You know, preemptive strikes, lots and lots of bases in the Middle East, and uh, just generally establishing regional supremacy in tons and tons of places so that you can have a basically pseudo-decentralized network for your central power. You know, and that's just the surface. That's this... This is, I want you all to look into everything I'm talking about. I don't just want you to, to listen to me. I want you to look into it because th I, I scratched the surface. I'm giving you good surface details here. And, you know, sometimes I'll go deeper. But what I want you guys to do is I want you to look into the Wolfowitz Doctrine. I want you to look into CIA's MK Ultra program and how it was used essentially as the base, the, 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 the base for a bunch of other programs and how they're using it to, to control people now. You know, I want you to look into to nation building and regional footholds and OPEC. Because if you just listen to any one given person you're subject to that one person's biases and those biases alone. And if I start to amass a really big audience, which, you know, I hope so, and it looks like I possibly am, then I want that audience to get information from good sources. You know, if something happens and it compromises me, I need you, whoever you are, whichever listener you are, I need you to be able to take my place in your own brain. I want, I, I want people to think for themselves. I want them to look into things like the Wolfowitz Doctrine and connect it to Syria and find out that Russia has been the big boogeyman that's been allowing the U.S. government to spread its fucking sperm all over the planet for decades. I want you to look into the Soviet-Afghan conflict and find out that the CIA armed the people who would eventually become Al-Qaeda. This is public record. Hillary Clinton fucking admitted to it. And I want you to look into the, the real connections behind actions. Because it's not as simple as the mainstream would have you believe. There's a lot to unpack in, in mainstream videos. I 
include clips occasionally, like the Russia Today clip that I included with the interview about how, you know, Trump or whatever other president is in next can basically circumvent the will of Congress because they claim they're not acting fast enough or in the interest of the executive enough. I want you to look into these things because that surface scrape I'm giving you is enough to pique interest. And I don't want to give enough information that you don't go anywhere else. So please, look into these things. Um, but understand that global powers are aligned against you. They don't care about your interests. The only reason they would ever give you what you want is so that you shut up about everything else that's a problem. You know, if they give you what you want, you won't speak up when they take everything from everybody else. Like that standard um, sort of poem where the guy wasn't uh, any of these things, so when the Nazis loaded him onto the train, finally he realized that maybe he should have stood up for other people because it doesn't matter whether you are somebody else. They are you in the end if you allow tyranny to spread. But we have, we have an opportunity. We have the internet. We have the ability to see at least enough to realize that these people aren't acting in our interests. And then past that, all the action past that is up to us. All of it. And what drives me the most insane is the idea of all of this information being very public and very easy to find and people still not realizing that the government isn't in their interest and people still not trying to separate from these people. Just picture Doug Stanhope pouring beer on his face and asking the crowd why he's thirsty. From his, um... Oh man, which one was that? I think that was No Refunds. The information is there. And if people truly care to free themselves, if people truly care to sh shake off the shackles that have been on them, that were mandated when they were born, when their parents gave them a legal number, then they can. But it starts with an understanding that these people aren't on your side. That you can't vote in a change to the system that was created while voting happened. You need a different way. There's, um, there's an economic concept in, in Austrian economics. It's called the economic calculation problem. And it shows that when you have a centralized decision maker for how... For how the economy will be run. When you have economic central planning, it may seem like a better idea because it's being managed. But in the end, you can't know what prices truly are without letting the market do its work. Because you don't know how much it costs businesses to, you know, to, to ship to produce, to fabricate, to manufacture, you don't know if you're just a central planner 
who thinks that it'd be best if everybody had X. Well, if everybody has X, but it means that you didn't understand the manufacture of X enough, whatever X may be, uh, to put the proper pricing on it, it's just going to cause price hikes and artificial price lowerings. And it's not going to be good for an economy. I mean, you wonder why we're $20 trillion in debt. But you can take that concept further and say, well, if they shouldn't be planning the economy, then they probably shouldn't be planning anything else. Because if these central planners can't effectively manage uh, an economy because they don't know where prices truly need to be, but they use a monopoly and it causes artificial pricing on all goods so that um, businesses have to compensate by changing numbers, um, then you can also say that maybe their monopoly on force prevents you from being able to use the guns they do to defend your stores and your households and your neighborhoods. That maybe the monopoly they have on education, uh, where, wherein private schooling is so much more expensive and often discouraged and frowned upon, where communes and co-ops aren't allowed to thrive um, because they're raided, because they're, they're, they're not doing what the government wants to with the food or with the plumbing or with the water supply, or when somebody goes off grid and is threatened with fucking jail time. I, I don't ever want to see a story where a man tries to be self-sufficient and get a windmill or something, and he then has the U.S. government breathing licensure down his neck, telling him that he has to take it down, or telling him that he, you know, has to get it all coded, and that he then has to hook up to the grid. I don't want to fucking hear that, but I know I will. Because we live in a society where the government disempowers people and then claims that the only power they would have is through the government. You know, you want to talk destabilizing Syria, they destabilize everything and then tell you that the only stability is in their actions to right that. They're very good at breaking your legs and then handing you a wheelchair and saying you wouldn't be getting around so good without them. They're very good at breaking people and then saying how broken they are and how much they need government. I mean, the welfare system is a prime example of that. You fuck up the economy with your central planning and instead of stopping that shit and allowing the economy to thrive so that there are more jobs, more opportunities, uh, a broader sense of freedom so that people don't feel so goddamn it all the time. Instead of allowing that to thrive, instead of allowing nature to flourish in the form of the invisible hand of the market, 
you as a government official say, we need more government here, so let's find a way to give them shit so that they won't revolt, so that they won't change shit. It's all pacifiers, yo. They're treating us like fucking infants, and most of us don't even see it coming. That's the reason why they have to have things like equal payday, when the truth is that there is no pay gap when you account for a host of factors, including, you know, degrees pursued, including uh, hours worked, wages demanded and bargained for. Um, hands down, there's no wage gap. Not not a wage gap that is related to sexism, anyway. I mean, there's obviously going to be discrepancies. Nothing is equal to anything else. But there is no wage gap. But they have to scare women into thinking that they still need a government, because otherwise, the defense of a husband in the home, or, you know, a wife in the home, uh, you know, some sort of at-home and family defense would be enough, and they wouldn't need the government to come in and save the day all the fucking time. But the government needs to disempower women. They need to get women to divorce their husbands, at least in their own minds, and say that there's a big bad patriarchy that needs to be dismantled, instead of saying, hey, you know, maybe our system is the one that's screwed up. They lie to you and tell you that, you know... It's not a matter of control. It's not a matter of hegemony. It's not a matter of a global infrastructure of control and dominance. It's a matter of um, toxic masculinity. And then therein, they can disempower the men who would fight back, and they can disempower the women from trusting anyone other than the government. Well, without the government, how could I get my X, Y, and Z? That's how they thrive. You know, and, and, and then they pass out those horseshit little data sheets wherein the U.S. government says to the average person, to the average woman, that they need the government to right all of these transgressive wrongs, but they don't actually show how much women work. They don't show how many women are on welfare instead of working. They don't show how much men work, how, how dangerous the jobs are. They don't show that men are still required to sign up for selective service and women aren't, at least for the moment being. They don't show any of this shit. They don't show the work men do. They just show the work women do and the pay they may not get in certain circumstances. And then they claim it's a societal epidemic that needs to be cured and must be cured by government. And, you know, they always like to complain, like the, the feminist crowd, they always like to complain that it's men making decisions for women's bodies. Well, yeah, sure. But those are the men you ask to help you with the patriarchy. So, I mean, unless you want a matriarchy, the solution isn't to ask government for jack shit. And if you do want a matriarchy, instead of, like, abolishing all power structures, if you just want the power structure to shift in your favor, then congratulations, you're the fucking problem. 
Where's the toxic, toxic femininity? So, this structure relies on getting you to believe that the only people in your interest are government. But it also relies on you not looking into it enough to realize that that's utter shit. That it's not true. They don't care what Congress has to say about an invasion of Syria. They don't care what the average person is going to have to endure because of their fucking insane ideas. They don't give a shit. They will invade Syria whether Congress or the people want them to or fucking not. Because they don't give a shit about you. Not unless you're one of the people that can grease their palm for a giant corporate meeting. Not unless you can help them establish yet another regional foothold. Not, not unless you can help them hide further underground the agendas that they develop behind closed doors at meetings like Bilderberg. They don't give a shit about you. You know, the show is called Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding, but I want all of you to be very fucking angry. Because the people that have dominated all fields of protection don't want to protect you. And that should piss you the fuck off. The people that have promised to act as the proxy for your interests couldn't even be the proxy for Congress. Couldn't even be the proxy for 25.6% of the population. And you think they give a shit about you on your block? And no, for any Trump supporter listening to this, I don't prefer Hillary. And I'm not saying I would have just fucking sucked that cunt if she was in office. That's not the suggestion I'm making in the slightest. What I'm saying is that even if she was in, guess what? Even if she was in, and really listen closely, Trump supporters, even if she was in, she would act equally outside the interest of the people to the way Trump is acting. You know, in the beginning of that Russia Today clip, they talked about a, a fucking survey. I didn't take that survey, but they still say 57% of Americans think X. I didn't take that fucking survey, and I think most other people didn't take that fucking survey either. They flash numbers like that in front of, in front of your face to get you to think that America wants this, when it's really still just a small percentage of America that even voted in that. Oh, but that's why you should vote. Well, no. Because if I vote, not only do I legitimize that sort of system, but I waste my time because, like I said, they don't give a shit about your opinion. They don't want your ideas in charge, whoever you are, unless you go with theirs.
They already have long-established systems, and they don't give a shit about yours. That's why all these disappointed Trump supporters exist, is because they realize now that the person they thought would be hope and change wasn't. It's the reason that Obama supporters, who were ardently for him, suddenly started to realize that maybe just because he's black, maybe just because he comes from the streets, maybe just because he was a community organizer, that doesn't also come with the guarantee that he's going to sufficiently fulfill the will of the people and not action groups that do what he says and not connected groups that'll kick back favors to the people that got him into Chicago, Chicago politics in the first place. But it's okay, because he's one of us. Fucking bullshit. You don't get to be president if you're one of us. The reason you get to be president is either so that you can be a figurehead who thinks you're doing good, or a, a puppet for those who are definitely doing bad. And if you disagree with that, then you don't pay attention to the system enough to realize that the presidents have never truly acted in the interest of the people for long, and the ones that have got their brains shucked out like fucking seashells. You can't go against the system from within it. You can't strengthen it by saying, I'm going to be a great president, and then fucking change it. It won't happen. The only thing you can do is temporarily pacify your base. And if that's your goal, then you're a fucking leech. Oh, they're happy with me. That doesn't fucking matter. If your people are happy temporarily, it's because you did something to fuck up that temporary happiness. And I don't think Trump ever truly made anybody happy. I think he made them content with the way the system works temporarily. The system isn't about you. It's not about preserving your jack shit. It's about preserving the system. And if you disagree with that, you've been brainwashed. And I hope you pay attention. And I hope that those of you who do pay attention begin the process, if you haven't already, of educating your neighbors, of educating your family, and of educating your friends about who, who the system is run by, about how the system works, and about how it does not give a fuck about their interests. Because let me tell you, the the only time we'll ever escape this is when people sufficiently realize that shit is fucked that they do something about it. It's not about indolence anymore. It's not about sloth. It's about least looking into the matters from more than a strict powder-coated mainstream perspective. The veneer of democracy is thin, and you can chip away at it if you want, but only if you really fucking try to break away from the system. And that's my mission, and that's my mission for all humanity, is to break away from the system. At least in their own brain. At least enough to know 
that if they ever come into contact with the system, it's not a betrayal. It's just the result of a series of lies that they will be abused and mistreated. So educate people. Be an evangelist for truth and freedom. And then we can truly break away from this evil system that has enslaved us since the dawn of mankind. This has been Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. See you next Wednesday on Journalistic Revolution and IPMNation.com and on Sunday with Chain Reaction Podcast on YouTube. Be well. And watch the fucking powers that be. With a rebel, don't hold hope and double you owe. Ain't for the better with drones to deception. My flow's flow protection, show your rejection and overthrow the elected. Chose to resent them, a bloke grown from a vengeance. No cloak can affect him, shows over respect it. Don't be a victim of mind control, septic I condones every lie, your soul skeptics. Rise against these wise lies, incepted. Stylized neglect as foreign heights ascending. Skies infested, mankind's infected. Bright minds depend on high flyers befriended. Zion's defective, my fire's incentive. I'm tired to death of blind fire and trending. You believe you're belonging Back in the day I can see to my conscience Faith in lies, it's fake Your freedom is nonsense Take your rights, your fate is really doctored They've made your life, you raped You're feeling insane, corrupted Plagues inducted, AIDS they caught it Immunization, grave production Slaves to substance, were made to function Inside the cage as they wage dysfunction Debate is bullshit, raise a focus Take the reins and erase the culprits Justin, you are looking at a, obviously a very disturbing live shot there. That is the World Trade Center, and we have unconfirmed reports this morning that a plane has crashed into one of the towers of the World Trade Center.